Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, the podcast where we're going to end up reviewing beers from New England. I am one of your hosts, TJ Davis, passing it along to... Hey, I'm Chris Campbell. And I am Emily Schick. We are three people, well... I'm not from New England, but these two are. I've just lived here most of my life. Um, You're not a real New Englander, then. Yeah. Not Not one of us. (laughs) From away. (laughs) But it is better to live here than Virginia, or or even worse, Alabama. (laughs) To, To any fans in Alabama, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, I'll drink to that. Oh, yes, yes. We we have our, for our inaugural episode, we are drinking a beer all together. So three, yes. two, one. And, and that beer, by the way, is called Fuck 2020. Fuck 2020. Yeah, seriously, fuck 2020. But I think that we can all agree on that. Yep. Um People should know that it is from Abomination Brewing Company, which I don't know where the hell that is. North Haven, Connecticut. Connecticut. Who would have thought our first beer in the show would be a Connecticut beer? Literally no one ever. Yeah. Literally no one ever. Got a great label, though. Sorry, Connecticut. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean. This label is perfect. If you rag on Connecticut hard enough, you get a sewage plant named after you. So there Mm. is that. (laughs) <laughs> that was a wonderful thing to see. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, I like this a lot actually. Yeah, me too. I am not super impressed by it. <laughs> I'm not super impressed. Um I can like I I taste a little bit more booziness than I tend to like. But... Yeah, it, it's it's a little overly malty for what I would want in like a New England double IPA. I wouldn't but say that it's, it's still not bad. I don't, it's not malty so much as it's a little bit boozy, but like there's a, yeah. there like you're not getting any bitterness. I mean, it looks to be decently it, it, hazy. Um, you've got like, some good fruity esters going on in there. Like, you know, I was going to say the the opposite that I thought that it hides the fact that it's a nine point one pretty well. Oh, it does hide the fact that it's a nine point one pretty well, but like I can still taste the underlying booze. It does have a nice haze when poured out, though. Mm. No, I like it. And I think it actually tastes better out of a glass than from the can. But I just moved, so I didn't have a chance to bust out any of my good beer glasses yet. I don't have that excuse. Yeah, you you don't have that excuse. You have the excuse yeah. of, I'm lazy. Hey, that's my excuse. Oh, man, that's my yeah. excuse, like, all the time. Oh, <laughs> it works yeah. pretty well in most situations. But yeah, it's funny. I've been learning a little bit. I mean, I seem to know far too much about beer already, but I've been learning a little bit more. And yeah, it turns out that the there's not like a particular yeast strain that they use for New England style IPAs. It's a number of different strains that in like generally produce fruity esters, but also the particulate matter that helps contribute to the haze. Hmm. Oh, and then, you know, it helps that it's unfiltered. Yes, that too. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I figured in the first episode we could focus mostly on New England style IPAs since, you know, we've had a fair number of them recently and 
many, 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 many over time. Um, oh, yeah. Just so so you guys have a little bit of beer background, at least on Emily and myself. Um, we've known each other fucking 15 16. years. 16, 16. years. Um, and in that time, we've probably gone to like 30 beer fests. Something like that. Um, back, back when the world was still a thing to be able to in- be enjoyed, uh, we would usually do at least like two a year, but some years it got up to like three or four. Yeah. Uh, I do miss EBF. Like, I, I kind of wanted to like make the excuse and spend the like $110 for extreme beer fest at home for a fucking 12 pack. But like, yeah, no, it's it's like, ridiculous. I, I mean, I love beer advocate and I want to support them because I really think that the beer fest that they do are solid and I want them to continue happening once they can happen again. But like, I can't justify, especially now spending a hundred bucks to, sit in my living room and drink a few <laughs> beers that they sent me it's like it's just it's just you know cut that price in half and you probably would have gotten me yeah I, that's that's too much I mean, it's just disappointing because like you, you have to think about the logistics of it that you have to package and ship all of these beers and that's going to cost a lot of money just for that amount of weight but it, like, oh, yeah, it's, it's still like as a consumer, it's really hard to justify in a pandemic spending that money to sit at home and drink 12 special beers. Yeah. I could mm-hmm. I could spend that money on like, you know, uh, fucking like 300 cans of Natty Ice instead. <laughs> not that I would do that. And I do not advocate anybody doing that. But... I was going to say. <laughs> At least go dance it. <laughs> yeah, no. If you're like, like I like, okay, I know we're supposed to be talking about New England style IPAs, but seriously, Narragansett, in my opinion, is the is my favorite lawnmower beer. Like yes. anytime that yeah. I go to it's a show, beer. like I'm like, when they have Gansett. It's yeah. a million times better than something like PBR or Bud. And I know I'm supporting Whoa. a local company, but like. And when they have the Dell Shandy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I, I love well, I Dell. Mean, I love Dell's lemonade as it is. So I really miss their Lovecraft series. I thought mm. that that was a really fun, interesting celebration of Rhode Island using a so prolific cool. author, and they had like really tasty beers. They did. I, it also, it's kind of like the. Um, do either of you guys remember that? Like craft series that Harpoon did years ago that had like mm-hmm. Chernabog and the Saison Royale. Yeah. And like sure do. Those were like both phenomenal beers from fucking yeah. Harpoon. Mm-hmm. Again, right. What local brewery. <laughs> yep. Although did they still actually brew local? Or are they like um No, I think know, they Sam still Adams? brew no, I think they brew in Vermont and uh, in Boston. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. They're they're yeah. offering like, I don't know, it seaport somewhere whatever yeah i've done i've done the brewery tour at harpoon and it was really cool they let you try the beer along the process of of the brewing process it's really oh, neat. that does sound neat yeah i recommend it oh in you know non-pandemic times yeah i was just gonna say remember when we go to like bars <laughs> and breweries and just sit around and shoot the shit maybe play some oh, archer yeah. love letter <laughs> i'm namba <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it I I I very much miss that stuff. Um mm. 
So other New England style IPAs we've had recently. I think I'll th- I've had a couple from from Orono Brewing Company that have been yeah. All tasty. three of us have had those because uh, yeah. I keep distributing them. Um, yeah, yeah, happily. So thanks, Emily. The 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 way life should be. I wanted to, because of the hop profile. I wanted it to be better than I it was. Like yeah. it just I, like. It wasn't and considering bad, it, but it didn't. Considering it, it bears the motto of my home state. I wanted it to be a five star beer, and it wasn't. No, I mean it's like it was okay. Oh yeah, I mean it. Like again, it, it has a lot even. of the things that I like in a New England style IPA because you don't have excessive bitterness. You know, you have you know the the nice smooth mouth feel, all of that stuff. But like. Oh, there yeah. should have been much more hop flavor from that hop profile. Like I, I remember that because, like, that was exactly what we were talking about. Like when we looked at it and we checked out, like Galaxy, Mosaic, Citra, Eldorado, and Vic Secret. Like, first should have been my a... favorites. It's pretty much only yeah. missing like Idaho Seven, but like it should have mm. been so much more with those hops. And it just sort of, like, it's, again, not a bad beer. I think that for the most part, we don't really drink bad beer. I probably drink the shittiest beer of us, but, because, like... Unquestionably. My my go-to beer is Stone's Delicious IPA. It's a delicious IPA. Yeah. Yeah. And, And, like, it's, I know we're New England beer reviews, but it's a really solid West Coast style. And yeah. honestly, I think their delicious is better than just like their base IPA. Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I have a hard time getting into traditional like West Coast style stuff at this point. I, I just I'm so all in on the New England style. Um, yeah, like I mean, the New England has like <clears throat> typically a much more pleasurable mouthfeel and not quite the same like harsh bitterness that you get from a lot of West Coast. Yeah, like mouthfeel. Even something as simple as like, yeah, even something as simple as like Lagunitas. It's like, yeah, it's just not exciting. It's not no. interesting. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna have an IPA, there are so many better IPAs. Yeah, but oh, yeah. I found found in a lot of places that's your best option. It's either that or a Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, unfortunately, there's definitely like there's a, definitely a category of beers that it's like. Drink this if like it's like there. There's a ranking if you're in a bar or like usually at a show or something. A, a hierarchy of beers that you look for. Yeah, like, or like, like back when we went to concerts, it was usually you know Gansett if they had it. If not, right. I think we usually suffered with PBR. Yeah, and by because, suffered. I mean, like really suffered the next day. Because <laughs> well, at, at, at a place like the Middle East, you don't really want to be you know spending a shitload of money for. Like comparatively for beer that you know isn't as good as it should be, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like it I doesn't just, it doesn't get it just doesn't get rotated through fast enough. So as somebody who has worked a long time in restaurants, you must be wary of certain places and how often like stuff turns over, how often lines mm-hmm. are clean, because you as the customer don't necessarily know that. So, if the place has like a little bit of dinge to it, unless it's Bukowski's, because like fuck right, Bukowski's is a great dive. Or You know that the one, dive. I was gonna say you know the one in Cambridge closed, right? Yeah. yeah. No, that that mm-hmm. disappoints the hell out of me. But at least Bomber. like um, the ones next to Heinz Convention is still there. Yeah. 
well for now <laughs> who knows yeah. how much longer um i had a pbr that was skunked oh and and it put me off from drinking pbr for years oh i don't blame I you i still i still can't in in good faith pay money for a pbr Ugh. pbr is not good beer i mean i it's like I, I i can absolutely I don't, I don't understand it i can absolutely drink it but like it is not my preference I, like uh, but anyway, yeah. Back oh, to New England style IPAs. Where, yes. where I was going, depending on how dingy it is, don't drink mm. from taps. Yeah, drink cans or bottles. Yeah, <laughs> good advice. <laughs> so a lot of things can so can grow in those lines. Hey, can we just like talk about the artwork on this fuck twenty twenty can for a second? Oh, this artwork is great. Oh, it's but, outstanding. Like, you, you've got to, so just because the people at home can't see it, you, you've got right. two dapper skeletons and a man on fire dressed in the ill. fireplace. Well, like yep. that—that's what I mean by dapper. They're, they're definitely dressed for like uh, going to they're Gatsby's in, ball at, at, for right. New Year's Eve. They're in tuxes yeah. and, and they have what appears to be beer in. Um, I don't, those aren't quite champagne flutes, maybe. Close. I mean, they look more like the clock glasses, but the clock yeah. is striking mid- midnight. It, it kind of invokes a New Year's vibe to me. Yeah, it, it it seemed it seemed an appropriate thing for January 2021 and starting a beer podcast. Hell yeah, it does. Um, so 61 margin. Um, mm-hmm. what did you guys think of that Orono? <laughs> I liked it even less than the way life should be. I would kind I found of it kind of boring. Yeah, I was like, it was okay. It was a good beer, but it was you know I, just didn't do much. What's funny to me is that like I remember having the first time that I had tubular was with you, Chris, when we were I don't know eating outside at that place in what like on Commercial Street. Okay, um, that was memorable like the first time i had tubular mm-hmm. was very memorable that was that's an outstanding beer and yeah so all three of us have now had totally tubular recently which mm-hmm. i think was also outstanding it's like yeah. but but how are the other two not, not as, as good yeah that's the thing i don't understand it's like you would think like I, I think I think part of the problem is is that my first experience with them was tubular, which is again an outstanding beer, and I think that that really set my expectations for Orono. I mean, that's one of the things that is kind of a bummer about being a craft beer nerd is that like as time goes on, and after having I don't know at this point literally thousands of beer. Yeah. My Literally thousands of beers. My expectations have gotten higher and higher. Mm-hmm. And it's but like, like, thankfully that's why companies keep on upping their game, but it's also why like we don't really care for night shift anymore. Not because they're bad. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of boring compared to a lot of the things that we've had. I would say right? exactly. I would say that night shift, like night shift started out really i mean really different i'm trying to remember when they first opened but like i mean you oh, and i like used to go sour there. futures yeah like, when they didn't know that was how the way, fuck, 
that was way even before like do you, do you remember the that old, was the the old, old location yeah yeah the, the mm. old place was like the shitty bathroom that, that you somebody had, to, had like, to stand in front of the door to keep it from opening no you could use a trash can <laughs> oh, trash can that's what it was oh man this pl- that place yeah, was such a shithole oh and, my like, god it was back- but it was a wonderful shithole and now it's a casino Oh, that's right. Um, actually, I don't know. That building might have been the condos that are next to the casino, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. But like mm-hmm. back when they were doing their Sour Futures program, when they first started operating, and they had no fucking clue how to actually make sour beers, they were just like going off of like, oh, this is kind of how they do it, and they, I'm sure they contaminated a lot of their batches, but probably mm-hmm. for the better. Like, I still remember the Summer Vice, that, like, lemongrass ginger one that they had that was just, like, so fucking tart and so powerful that, like, I, mm. you sip it and you just feel a chill of flavor go down Ooh. your spine. Oh, it yeah. was that so sounds, good. Sounds awesome. Oh, man. I mean, wow. they had, like, they still make a bunch of the Weiss series because the Weiss, so that was the first one. And then they expanded to, I think, Evervice, Mainer Vice, and what was the other one? Oh, Cape Cotter Vice. Um, and then they, like, they've kept some of those going, but they're not quite as as sour as they used to be. No, um, be because they don't have, like, the spontaneous fermentation of, like, potential extra bacterium in there that's making it like well, ferment in a slightly different way because like that was why their mm-hmm. original line was so intense because they weren't like it's going to sound gross but they weren't like cleaning everything the way that they really needed to to get exactly what they were looking for but it ended up giving mm-hmm. them something extra well that's the thing yeah it what the environment wasn't as carefully controlled as it is now and like Honestly, you know, breweries in like Belgium have been using that to their advantage for hundreds of years at this point. Yeah, like, there, there, there is there, there are advantages and disadvantages to having the wild stuff in there. But like, generally speaking, I think that like, yeah, their older processes kind of work better, and they just they had more time to put into that sort of stuff, like. You know, when they, like, they've, and I'm not going to say that they haven't come out with anything good in a long time. Like, I mean, the Fluffy series, like Fluffy and Fluffinity and all that, those are pretty solid IPAs, but. Well, and they have a lot of beers that, like, aren't bad, but, like, more and more, to, at least for me, more and more of their beers are feeling more and more like lawnmower beers. That, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing bad about them. Like, I still like Whirlpool. I like the 87. Uh, I like Santilli every once oh, in a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, know? and, like, the, the you know, one hop this time's never bad. Uh, uh, do they still do Morph? I don't I don't know if I they do. I don't think they still do Morph. I okay. haven't seen it in a while, but I haven't looked for it in a while either. But, like, that was also fun. They've stopped doing as much fun stuff, though. But, like, honestly, I'm okay with that because Night Shift took one for the team and started a distribution company in a state that has horrible distribution laws and was the reason that we didn't get distro of a lot of really good stuff. And, you know, 
she, we're now starting to get things like Jay Wakefield here. And it's because yeah. of like the, you know, the movement that they've propelled to get, you know, brewers in a better position to distribute without getting completely screwed in Massachusetts. Hmm. Like, and, like Maine hasn't had these, that problem. Yeah. Like nope. that's, we have it pretty good up here. And, like, that's why, you know, I was, I was shocked when, you know, I saw hoof hearted for the first time in Maine and mm-hmm. it was like, wait, what the hell? Like mass doesn't yeah. get that. And that's because. No, we get some really cool stuff up here and we have for a while. Oh, I know. I'm glad that I come up periodically and buy mm-hmm. stuff like <laughs> the definitives that we're going to talk about at some point. And Oh my God. Um, I haven't. So can, I, so can I talk about one definitive? Yeah. Which one? So, so it's actually a really cool thing that we do up here in Maine. We have the Maine Brewers Guild collaboration beer. Where, you know, any breweries that want to participate have to brew the same recipe. And then you can try the same recipe from different breweries. So, so far, I've only had the one from Definitive, but oh my god. It's one of my, one of my favorite, like, New England-style IPAs I've had in a while. Did I give you one of those, TJ? I don't know. What's the name of the beer? Main, Main Brewers, Brewers Guild. Guild Collaboration Bill. Oh. Did I forget to <laughs> give that to you? I think you did. God damn it. Emily. The 2020, I'm guessing. Yeah. Because yep. I, I know I have that. I just like, oh, God. I, it's hard it's to keep track good. of the stuff that I have given you and haven't given you. Oh, I, everybody out there, I've been distributing a lot of this stuff to these two. And they live both far away from me and far apart. Yep. So, <laughs> ta-da! <laughs> But also, fuck you, because, like, the hops in that sound <laughs> awesome. That's okay. I'll get yeah. you one at some point, and you can talk about it later after you drink it. Uh-huh. Yeah, Simcoe, Amarillo, Idaho 7, Azaka Cryo. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last one. Oh, okay, <laughs> spell it. Um. Now, TJ's got I this. Cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's how I would say that. Echo not cryo. That's probably yeah. Okay. Um, I also, Azaz, the the middle is lost. <laughs> as I always this say podcast progresses, as, as this podcast progresses, you guys will un- come to understand that I'm not as much of a beer nerd as these two. That's okay. You're learning. These you're two learning. take it. These two take it seriously. Uh, not as seriously I, I as we that, used to. I, I miss the days well, of still. like going to. Um, Going to Times different bars tough. and playing, like, Guess the Hop. Ooh, that sounds like a fun game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, well, especially when we went to um, Far From the Tree, we would often mm. play, like, Guess the Hop in their different uh, Galaxy series. Oh, my God, we should do a I cider Far episode. From the Tree. Oh, man, I yes, would love that. have to. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good cider in New England. So. There is. Maybe we could even get a review with them or something, or, like, an interview Ooh. with them. Hell, yeah. Like, hey, Definitive's already offered, and it's like, let me get the podcast started first. Um, So I'm curious, do, uh, like, TJ, you probably know the answer to this. Chris, do you know the um, first New England style IPA and the first brewery that, or, and or the first brewery that did it? No, no idea. Surprise, surprise. TJ, do you? I, I could wager a guess, but it would just be a guess, and it would probably be wrong. You might be right. I'm just uh, just saying, but TJ, do you know? 
I mean, immediately I would want to guess, um, guess Lawson's Finest, either that or Alchemist. Bingo. Alchemist. Hetty wow. Topper is actually the first New England style IPA. Oh man, oh, is damn. that why everybody was like freaking out about Hetty yes. Topper for yes. so long? Yes, okay. that is why. It's that the, makes it, sense then. Having it yeah. now, like it's one of those things, like like Lawson's Sip of Sunshine. Yeah, that like mm-hmm. Hetty Topper and Sip of Sunshine just feel like really overrated beers. But that's because yeah. we've outgrown them because yeah. they started something that has just taken off and exploded. I mean, I've had New England style I- or quote unquote New England style IPAs in lots of places. Like I remember mm. ordering one in a bar in Utah and wow. and not like from Epic cuz Epic makes good beers. I ordered one from a bar in Utah and I they hand me this beer and I'm looking at it and I'm like this shit's clear. Huh? Like <laughs> I already know that it's not a New England style no. And it didn't taste like one either. And it was like, I know everybody's Be, trying, but like there's. Being from Utah, was it ABV limited as well? Weirdly enough, no. Um, it depends huh. on, it's, it's, Utah laws are weird as hell. They have some fucked up laws. Their laws have also changed it, it, so, over oh, the years. Okay, so they're not they're not strictly limited right. to like three point eight percent. So it's not quite the magic underwear over there as as it used to be. No, okay. no, the underwear is still magic. Ooh. So in Salt Lake City, um, you definitely can get stuff that's above a certain ABV. I think same with uh, I think the only two places I've been recently are there in Park City, um, mm. and they. The one thing that I will say is that if you go to a brewery, you have to order food. They have to serve yeah. you some kind of food. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if it's just, I think it's to drink it all at Epic anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But like when I went to a bar, I didn't have to order food. I don't know why that is, but I, it was worth it. It was, you know, Epic, you know, they, they made me a sandwich. I chatted with them. I sat there mm-hmm. like in their, there was like a five seat bar and I just sat there and chatted and ate and drank. So do they still have the bar barriers where you can't actually watch somebody mixing a drink? I mean, mm-hmm. Epic doesn't need that oh, because, yeah. but no, I, the bar I went to didn't have that. Although I wasn't paying attention if they, I specifically went to a place that had beer. So I'm not sure if they were doing mixed drinks there or not, but yeah, they, you know, like it's, it's it's better than, I mean, granted, uh, oh God, when was I there? Like th- two or three years ago at this point? I mean, the last time I was there was 17 years ago. <laughs> and I've never been there. Oh. It's a very pretty place. I, Other than that, at... it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of weird, weird out-of-state beer laws... Uh, the last time I picked up at Definitive, they had a collaboration with, I think it was a Pennsylvania-based brewer. brewer. Oh, yeah, you picked and that then, up for us. Yeah, and they made me buy food. So I understand if, if that's a law of the state you're in, but it was weird to have that yeah. like apply across state that, lines. That, that's a weird thing. I did not know I that that was that. even... Well, especially because you're not buying it for consumption there. I thought the understanding right. of the current laws given pandemic times with most places, and maybe this is just Massachusetts, but like 
If you're mm. consuming there, yes, you must order food. You can't just like sit there. I'm going to get like a pitcher of Sam Adams Boston brick. Do they even still mm-hmm. make the brick red? That's a good question. I think so. Probably. Because, so. come on, that was one of the better ones that Sam Adams did. Uh, I mean, I'm not like, okay, uh, going off on Sam Adams, it's like, yeah, their beer isn't great now. Like, in the context of where we are with beer at this point, and, but, but in, then. In, in like 1988, there was nobody on the beer scene outside of like what you're your big ones. Yeah. They were revolutionary and they, you know, they, they did a lot for this industry and they continue to do a lot. Like, Oh, without them, I'm not sure that we would have the craft beer industry that we have. Yeah. They definitely paved the way for other breweries to, you know, take a chance and try something new and still make it like profitable for them. Yeah, it kind of became a snowball effect because I feel like Dogfish Head sort of joined in not that long after. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it just it's kind of kept on going. And it's it, it's funny because now as a beer drinker, I find myself, you know, I get I get on a kick with certain breweries or, you know, it just sort of happens to be whatever is convenient to me. So, like, I go to Maine probably every two weeks or so, and I end up, you know, always checking out mostly what Definitive and Battery Steel have mm-hmm. and picking up stuff and uh, the stuff that I've distributed to you guys for probably talking about next time is mm-hmm. all Definitive and Battery Steel except for the, you know, this guy. Um, Definitive one, is one of my favorite breweries in Maine, period. Definitive They're is one really, of my favorite it's, breweries, it's period. I yeah. mean, yeah, period, no. period. Same. These they, days, Definitive's definitely top five for me. Like, they, yeah. they, like, they make outstanding... Like, that's the thing. They're, what, it's the same reason as much as I love Treehouse, and I know everybody nerds out about Treehouse, and their stuff is great. But I think Trillium is a better brewery overall for me I completely agree with you. And the same it's for the same reason that Definitive is an amazing brewery because Are you going you know, to say versatility? Yes, it's the versatility. <laughs> like every single style they tackle they do well. So well. And yeah. and it's inventive. Like so with the yep. New England style IPAs, you can switch around the hops, you can add fruit, you can add lactose, you can do all kinds of stuff. You can make them sour mm-hmm. if you want. Um but and then the, their sours, their sours are outstanding. If you get a chance to get them on tap, like they, the double fruited portals that like are like fruit mm. smoothies. Yeah, They'll blow your like, socks like off. They're they're all. It's like it's like chewy, literally almost chewy. It's Feel like, like you yeah, could uh, drink it for breakfast. It's, yeah, it's like when you get it's like when you get orange juice with a pulp. Yeah, mm. seriously, it really is. And uh, also, it, uh, just and anybody stout. out there. Anybody out there who drinks their orange juice without pulp, I personally <laughs> think you're a monster and you should die and go to hell. I just wanted to add that in there real fast. Actually, I oh no, pulp is good. I, I like pulp. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a total nerd here and be like anybody who drinks their orange their zombie orange juice can go to hell. I only drink fresh squeezed. <laughs> nerd. Hey, no. Oh, sure you do. Way to no. go, hipster. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> East East Coast elitist. Oh man. Do I need to go back to your ivory tower? 
So should I explain to the listeners what zombie orange juice is or do I? Please. Oh, okay. So yeah. the reason that I call it zombie orange juice is that all orange juice that you get that's been pasteurized is zombie orange juice. So basically the pasteurization process gets rid of all of the flavor and color. So it makes it completely mm-hmm. safe and sh- fairly shelf stable, but you, it's just a flavorless, colorless liquid that they then have to like add, f- add flavor and color back into. So it's zombie orange mm-hmm. juice. If you get fresh squeezed orange juice, it's I haven't done any of that stuff to it. It's just fucking orange juice, and it tastes co- like completely different. Mm-hmm. So now I'm always gonna hear. Uh, anytime I buy orange juice, I'm going to hear the uh, opening from Altered Beasts in my head. Just <laughs> that, rise from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I'm trying to think of like other New England-style IPAs we've had recently trying to keep us somewhat on track. Um, actually, let me go into my untapped. At some point, yeah. we will tell you people how to get us on Untapped. Um, but so one of my per- perennial favorites, which you know, in the before times, I could find on tap anywhere in Portland, uh, is Bissell Brothers. Oh um, yeah. What's what's their NEPA? I'm blanking on the name. Um, Swish. Because it, it's not That's a hazy it. Swish. Yep. Swish is the favorite. I love one. Swish. Um, I drank a lot of that. Well, it just. But it, I do like substance too. But like but that's definitely not an Eva. Um nothing gold, reciprocal, here's the feeling good all the time, industry versus inferiority. Mm. Um all of those are solid. Um all of them I've they had. Are. Um some I like better than others. Like I it, I like I'm just I, I haven't been nerding out about Bissell as much. I did a few years ago. Like again, I go yeah. through these phases where like I kind of kind of got bored with them. I mean, yeah, I so so did I. I like I like there are some breweries that I don't get bored with. Like I I yeah. don't get Treehouse often enough to get bored with it. Yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. get really get Trillium often enough to get bored with it. And they do it like Trillium like Definitive does basically everything well. Like the the major categories of beer for me are probably like New England style IPAs, sours, and stouts. And mm-hmm. like that, because that's the majority of where the interesting stuff is done. Like, I know that not everybody likes stuff in their beers. My cousin yeah, Sarah would say, but like, Trillium's they, also done like other great stuff, like Wee Heavies and. You know, oh, they have. Like I mean, and they do a really and good not, job with it. Like, they're not afraid to experiment. No, not at all. Which and, is cool. And I, but I like breweries that are a not afraid to add stuff to their beer and beer b do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They do just outstanding. With I, that. The only series of theirs that I'm less impressed with, and I think it's more just because I don't care for sessions as much, is their little series. Hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I don't think that their little series is particularly interesting compared yeah. to the other stuff they do, but I will say it's still done well. It's still done well and it's it's usually cheaper than the other stuff they do and usually lower ABV. So like if you're looking for something where you want to, you know, buy a four pack and crush it immediately, that's kind of what you want from them. 
a lot of their stuff tends to be on the slightly higher end. Okay, yeah, me. You know, uh, uh, unless like, you're me, then you get like two four packs of Big Bird, and it takes you 15 minutes to drink those eight beers. So then you just rock the rest of the night. <laughs> um, oh my god, that sounds awful. I feel oh, like yeah. my bladder would explode. Literally, yes. Um, oh, I forgot about this. We all had this. Uh, what did you guys think of the? Uh, Orbital Elevator from Burlington Beer Company. Ooh, I like that one a lot. I did too. I, I like I like I think that I've pretty much only had IPAs from them and I'm mm-hmm. really thrilled with them. Oh. Speaking of uh, people who do New England style IPAs, do you know who is basically credited as the second brewery to do New England style yeah. IPAs? Okay, you 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 know the answer. Then shut up, TJ. Oh, um. you can do this. I believe in you. Hmm? Let me give you a hint. It's the same state as oh. the first one, and it's not Burlington Beer Company. It just came up in my brain because we were talking about a Vermont beer. Uh, Lawson's finest liquids. No, believe it or not, no. You've had some of their stuff, but they don't distribute. Ooh. Oh, Hill Farmstead. Yep. Yeah. Hill Farmstead wow. is. I have not had as much of their stuff as I want because of the lack of distribution, but I've had their stuff because of the Abbey in Worcester, which is. If you've never been there, an outstanding bar with an outstanding selection and amazing food. And every employee I've ever had the pleasure of serving me there was fantastic uh, I, as well. I, I would say um, double check that they're still open. Yes. Because but, there's a lot of places that have died during this pandemic. If, and, somebody, and if you're local to the from, Abbey... Oh, stop there on your way to Treehouse. Yeah, or or, or your way back. Yeah. Or. Right. order food from there. Oh, Keep yeah. Them open. Definitely order food from there because everything has been fantastic. Like, yeah. They not only have like really great beer that comes in there, and no, we are not sponsored by the Abbey. That's why I was saying. <laughs> I don't even know if they're still open, but if they're still open, go there, drink their beer, eat their food. Everything's phenomenal. I don't think I've disliked anything I've had from there. Literally never. And the, like, I the I think the last time I went there, I was alone because I was out there on like a site visit for work, and hmm. I ended up getting a an appetizer that was like fried chicken skins with like some kind of like maybe chipotle ranch dip or something. Oh hmm. my god. Yeah, like, no, that sounds awesome. It like everything they do is just phenomenal. Uh, but like they're one of the few places that I know of that gets Hill Farmstead on tap. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've had Hill Farmstead is multiple visits to the Abbey. And Hill Farmstead like I know that we've been saying places that don't innovate a lot are kind of boring. Hill Farmstead mm-hmm. does do new stuff and they and everything that I've had that like I liked, but like I really do have some appreciation for a brewery that like says we're just going to make this beer and we're going to do it the best we can and they do it really well. 
Like there is something to be said for that. Like I know that, you know, day to day, you know, when I'm reaching for a beer, I might go, Ooh, I want something that's like, you know, like fruited or sour or, you know, milkshake IPA or what have you. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I think that at the end of the day, it's always nice to have those breweries around who like consistently do stuff. Well, I mean, like, I will say that, you know, Trillium's been doing the street series for years. They still make them all and they're still fantastic. Like the, like Treehouse has been making things like Julius and green and, um, and ego Mm. for years and they still do them well. Like Mm -hmm. it's nice to live in an area where we have so much choice for stuff that like we've had so many times it's boring, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's still, outstanding like i don't think that you can necessarily like you can get that in a lot of places i mean as a person who's had to travel for work and also likes to drink beer i've had beer in a lot of places in this country and in other countries and there are a lot of areas where you cannot live and also just have and access to essentially a plethora of good choices for beer. We have it. We have it really good here. Yeah, we really do. We're lucky. I mean, like you have other than major cities, it's really hard to find that. I mean, mm-hmm. like for instance, just to just taking a, like a smaller, more Midwest city, like Indianapolis, like they have good beer, but you're probably not going to necessarily find it in your local bottle shop. So, you know, you have to, you know, potentially travel to literally the other side of the city to get something that you really like. You know, we Mm -hmm. don't have that problem here. I mean, it's also nice that, like, there's several small states. And I can get to Maine. I mean, I'm, I'm further west than I used to be. I can still get to Maine in, like, what, an hour? Yeah. Mm hmm and that we're just spoiled for choice. I mean, I live half an hour outside of Portland and out here in the sticks, there's four breweries within 15 minutes of me, including Nice, which is oh, yes. my favorite little gem I was in say, Limerick, Maine. Speaking of, we should talk about theme. our theme song. Oh yeah, The Contender. So, The Contender is a song by the Amazing Scott band El Grande, of which Chris is a part. I, 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 have, hey. to, I have to interject, but um, I do have an issue with the terms amazing and ska being in the same sentence. Oh, <laughs> burn. Oh, TJ, I'm sorry. Did you not Ouch. see the sign outside that said, go fuck yourself? Because you Ooh. need to go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. Um. So the contender is a song that is fantastic and also inspired a beer, which is also fantastic. It's oh it is. So Nice is a German style brewery, kind of at least, that you know And that's spelled with a G, G N E I S S. That brews out of Limerick. Product placement. Product placement. Who <laughs> brewed a Mexican lager based on the contender because you know I mean I I, I kind of get it like the contender makes me think Mexican wrestler too so but like it seemed oh Chris is showing us a can of the contender right now 
Yeah, the, the, if only um, this were a video podcast. So yeah, <laughs> here's, you know my my quick review of the contender. Although, if you guys still have, like, I would honestly say before you even go into the quick review of the contender, Chris, yeah. how much contender yes. do you still have? Is it still oh. enough to like give Emily and myself one, and like we can do that as an episode beer one time? Because I feel like that would be a good idea, given that you know it's our fucking theme song. Yeah. Hey, I like that idea. Yeah, and do. yeah, uh, it's still being brewed, so you can absolutely get it at your local distributor or finer beer store. Oh, that's I mean, awesome. I thought it was a one-off, but like that's really now, cool that it became a like regular pro- regular beer. Pro- yeah, no. It was really popular and the the head brewer really likes the recipe, so he keeps it going. Nice. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it it, yeah. it and it uh, honestly, Mexican-style lagers if you're going to drink an adjunct lager, like say you're in a place where your choices are like Bud, Coors, Miller, and Corona, your choice is obvious. It's the Corona. Uh-huh. Mexican um, style lagers. Pacifico. I, I didn't. <laughs> well, sure. I'm just saying. If you're talking about a place that has like those four options. Yeah. But like generally speaking, if you have a choice between an American adjunct lager and a Mexican style lager, you're going to go the Mexican style, right? Yep. Other, unless there's like you know Narragansett, because obviously. But well. if you if you look at the new the um, Mexican style lagers, there are a lot that have done really interesting things, or are just solid drinkable beers. And I think that Nice did an excellent job with the Contender. They added um, lime to it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They sure did. Yeah. Right, see, now that sounds like the smart thing to do. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I the 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 ones that I've had that I liked the most are the ones that have lime in them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying Bud Light with lime. I'm saying like you're um, saying Nightlight with lime. Like, um, <laughs> what's the one by Epic called? Does anyone remember? Because I know that you've both had it. Oh. Um, no, I don't remember. Los Locos. Oh, yeah. Los Locos. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, that was super solid. Yeah. No, it's it's like a more balanced like, version of that. It had that proper, like, tart lime. Yeah. It, instead of, like, sweet artificial lime flavor. Exactly. Mm. So, I hate to say it, guys, but we should probably start wrapping this up. Um, well, we, I, I guess I'm just going to try this. Um, we've been New England Beer Reviews. I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick and Chris Campbell. Our musical intro is The Contender by the band El Grande. You can find them on most streaming platforms because you guys are on like, Oh, we're on everything. Yeah, that's on what everything. I figured. So we're on Spotify, Apple, Apple Music, if I, Google Play. If you find them on Google, uh, or it's now YouTube Music, um, FYI, they're weirdly <laughs> linked with some other band called El Grande. Oh, there's isn't there's the same an Australian. There's an Australian El Grande. And so if it's not Scott, it's not us. Yeah. yeah. You don't hear those horns, it ain't us. And I know that I shat on the band earlier, but the band is actually <laughs> pretty damn good. 
Um, yeah, we're okay. But when when the apocalypse ends, I we're do highly really recommend good. seeing them live because yes. they do put on a fun show. Wholeheartedly um, agree. <laughs> except all of our venues are gone. Okay, not no, all it's such a sad not, not all yet. Technically, mine is still open, but cannot mm. reopen until phase four. If the Middle East mm. closes, you know that things have gone to hell. Oh my god, if yeah. the Middle East closes, there is like no art left in Boston outside of corporate art. Yeah. Because you, you know like Paradise and Brighton Music Hall are surviving, but that's because they're owned by Citizens Bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can just use the properties being empty as a tax write-off. Yeah. Just to, just to touch on the music venue situation, uh, up here in Maine at least, there's the Maine Music Alliance uh, that is accessible on GoFundMe. That is keeping all of the local small music venues alive, and I think that is just beautiful. Oh, that is awesome! Good plug. It really Good is. plug. Yeah, I mean, uh, like the amount of different places that I have seen close around here because uh, I live greater Boston area. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Boston. You live in Boston, <laughs> yeah, more or less. I know. But, like, having, you know, Great Scott, which might reopen in where Pizzerina mm. Regina was, was. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that close, Wonder Bar, fucking Once. Although I think that Once might not be closed, closed yet. Oh, it really? Closed. Oh. Yeah. So here's hoping on that one because that's such right a there. weird venue, but I love it. Yeah, like, it's a I weird venue, but it's great. And I've seen some it, great stuff there. Like, oh, I've seen, we've like, seen some great stuff there. Mostly synthwave shows. Yeah. Entirely synthwave shows? No, not, not entirely synthwave shows because we saw El Grande there. No. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we also saw MC Chris there. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Shout out to MC Chris. Holy shit, I've been on MC Chris's podcast before. So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, full circle. But all right, yeah, no. This is now just us shooting the shit on the bullshit. Hell yeah, it is. Um and that's part of the show. Uh support our, our Patreon that doesn't exist yet. And, and check doesn't. out our Instagram that doesn't exist yet. And we'll and leave yet. and, and I follow. Mean, Follow us on Twitter, which doesn't exist, doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, follow for follow, though. Like, you guys follow us, we'll follow you. Um, right. Let me do something that's actually helpful. Um, I'm tr- what? What the hell? Okay, so I am Empress E E M P R E S S E on Untapped. So if nothing else, follow me on there. Um, oh, you know what I wanted I to bring I up? I think I am oh, Shick S H I C K E J S H I C K on Twitter, but I don't Do you really know- post on Twitter, so eh, whatever. Do you know what I wanted to bring up earlier um, when I was gloating about how you guys were such beer nerds? Would you tell our audience how many unique check-ins you have on Untapped? Oh, yeah, because that number blows oh, me away. Also- I, I, I should start because I'm the lower number. Uh, I'm the lowest. Well, you're you're technically the lowest, but I know between Emily and myself. So why don't you start off, Chris? Like, let him, okay. let him know what so, Untapped is. And okay, then, so I, like, I joined. I joined Untapped May of 2017, and granted, I haven't checked in every single beer I've tried. Maybe not even half of the beers I've tried. So I'm at 641 beers, 688 total check-ins. Oh, that's so cute. 
Yeah. <laughs> Although, like, Emily, we're not much better about, like, checking in everything, because I don't yeah. think that we've checked it's in, hard. like, 90% of our beer fest goings. Correct. The beer fest... And the stupid thing is, is every time we go to a beer fest, you mark down untapped ratings, uh-huh. you know, all of that. Every time. <laughs> and then we never bother actually doing anything with it. Ever. Yep. Ever, 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 ever. And if you don't know what untapped is, it's a it's a phone app where you can check in and rate beers and keep track of what you've tried. Yeah. Make notes. I, if nothing else, what your friends are drinking. If, if nothing else, it's great to remember what you've had. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or like I will sit, I will often when I'm, you know, in a beer store trying to figure out like, okay, I don't want to buy too much. You know, let me get some stuff. Like what do people think of this? It's like, Oh, that's got like a 3.2 on untapped. I'm probably not going to spend like 20 bucks on a four pack of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, it, it's helpful for that kind of stuff. But yes, TJ, what's your unique check-ins? So my handle is horror freak um, or, or spelled horror freck. So H O R R F R E K. So it's horror freak without the last or, or an a, um, my unique check-ins are 3,091. Damn. Oh man. You're so oh, well, also like the story of uh sign up for, myself and i'm going to tell emily's story at the same time too it's the same was yeah when we were at uh comic-con san diego comic-con back in 2013 um we ended up meeting this random couple in like a beer place that apparently had like a secret room but we never found it yeah because i think that's the place that we were at but still like tasty food great beer sitting next to this couple and they were like checking in on their untapped. So they turned us onto it and the cool. rest is history. Here I am through almost 3,100 unique beers later. Yeah. And-, and before we, before we get to Emily's, if anybody wants to follow me, my uh, untapped user handle is sob turbo S A A B T U R B O. I wonder what kind of car I drive. Um, is the is the the O a zero or an actual O? No, it's an actual O. Oh wow! You actually wow. found one that you didn't have to put a zero in. Yep, that's Sweet. cool. Um, right? Yeah, totally. Like Horfreck has just been my gamer handle since I was mm. like, ever since I started using my abbreviated Horror Freak. Yeah, Empressy mm. has been my handle for many, 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 many years. Yeah. Um, so. My unique check-ins, including Fuck 2020, is 3,956. Oh, that's right. I didn't check in Fuck 2020. Whatever. Wow, you have like 800 on me? Yeah, I do. Damn. I know. It's because you drink the same stuff more often than I do. Yeah. Also, I will often forget to check in things, too. Yeah, there's that. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I forget stuff, too, but like, I, I mean... Honestly, once oh, you no. get to this point, there's no way you're going to remember what you've had if you don't have Untapped. It's like, mm-hmm. and the unfortunate yeah. part is, I got into craft beer well before 2013, so there's so much stuff that it's like I know I've had that, but I haven't had that in a million years. What was that like again? So yeah, 
But it's funny, my my little cousin will, youngest cousin, he's not little at all, will show, mm-hmm. has shown guy friends, my un- un- untapped, and guys are usually either, whoa, that's super cool as a girl, is that into beer? Or, oh my god, that's just so wrong, or whatever, like, they're, like, it, like, what the fuck's wrong about that? Like my having <laughs> right? too many beers has threatened their more beers than them has threatened their ma- masculinity. Well, that's yeah. what they get for wasting like six years of their life drinking nothing but like Bud Light. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you turned me on to craft beer shortly after. Well, once we first met, it was a lot of hard liquor, and then mm-hmm. you're the one who turned me on to craft beer when we were still dating. That was a long time ago, folks. Yes. Oh, and just yep. an FYI, audience, Emily here has dated both of the co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I'm sure that there will be times that we give her shit about this in the future. I, I, yep. I'm doing I'm doing hands, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you are. All right. So we were trying to wrap up like 10 minutes ago, and now they're yeah. just listening to us shoot the shit. Um, oh, I hope that you like this. Because this is probably what a lot of the show is going to be is oh hell yeah you know we're, we're going to try and stay focused on beer for a while but we all seem to have to some extent to ADHD and have time have a hard time keeping on topic right yeah but, but that um, makes us fun yeah well or annoying hopefully fun we're going for fun yeah definitely fun. Mm. Next uh, episode, we're probably going to try to focus on sours, but we'll see how well that works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have been TJ Davis. Hey, I'm Chris Campbell. And I am Emily Schick. Thank you for joining us on the inaugural episode of New England Beer Reviews. Have a good time. <laughs> That's a terrible ending. Really yeah, terrible. no, that, that was bad. <laughs> Uh, Toodaloo, fuckers! <laughs> yeah. <laughs>